This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. So glad you're here with us on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler here with my world-famous co-host, Ted Walsh. And good morning to you, sir. Hello, Mr. Laidler. How are you doing? How was your week? My week was busy. Was it? Yeah, we've been very busy here at Avoid Probate, that's for sure. And kind of surprising because while we're into July, right? Uh, First uh, show of July Mm -hmm. today. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people think that things kind of calm down in the summer, like get uh, people go on vacations and camping and stuff like that. And But we've still been uh, probably, I, I think it's safe to say, busier than ever. Well, I would, I would suspect that the kind of issues that you deal with, with probate, you don't want to put them on hold. Well, you're, you're not wrong, of course. And, I mean, not to sound dark and dreary about it, 8.06 on Sunday morning, but people die all year long. Yes. Right? So, of course. And so that means the probate uh, issue doesn't take summer holidays. That's right. And that's why we don't take summer holidays. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> in case you're, by the way, in case you were planning on taking a summer holiday. Yeah. It's not happening? Sorry, yeah. I didn't think just so. so you just so you might as well tell uh, you now. That's okay. I'll just take, take a Tuesday afternoon in my backyard and pretend I'm on. Well, hold on. Didn't you just have a long weekend? Well, yeah, but it's, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Well, we did have a long weekend. We had Friday off. Right. So yeah. there you go. Well, and then, what? So maybe what I'll do is I'll go to Buffalo tomorrow and make it a long, long take weekend. take Monday off? Because it's a holiday because our, our friends in the States are celebrating 4th of July tomorrow. And happy Canada Day, everybody. Happy Canada Day. And I guess we should say happy 4th of July. Yes. We definitely have uh, American listeners. Sure. It's, it's actually a question I had to train myself to ask in a first meeting with new potential clients are, you know, what's your residency? Because the rule, it's very important. It's very different. And if you're an American citizen, the rules are different in Canada. There's things you can and cannot do in terms of investments. Uh, you can't have a TFSA, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into that. We did have the cross-border guy on. We'll have him back. Yeah. I, I know I said that before, but I really mean it this time. No, I think you meant it last time. We just, yeah. we, we just never had a specific date picked out. Uh, today, by the way, being the 3rd of July, eh, because it's the first Sunday in July specifically, is Build a Scarecrow Day. A what? Build a Scarecrow Day. <laughs> uh, and and the reason for that, I'm thinking, and I don't know for sure, but I'm thinking it has to do with the fact that people are planting crops. Yeah. Crops. And the scarecrows are keeping the crows and, and the various birds. Have you ever built a scarecrow, Ted? I never have. I dated one. Did you, <laughs> did you ever have uh, nightmares about scarecrows? No, no. <laughs> no, because I, I like scarecrows. You like scarecrows? Well, because I, my first encounter with a scarecrow was watching The Wizard of Oz. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. And, That's and probably like 95% of people's first encounters with a scarecrow. It's probably The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, unless sure. you're on a farm. Yeah, and the scarecrow was, he was nice. 
Uh, yeah, of course. They were all nice, weren't they? All oh, except for the witch. Right. The, bad the witch. wicked witch of the West or East? I don't even know. I you're going to get me on that one. Oh, you don't know either? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the West. Today, now, but, today is also compliment your mirror day. Yeah, whatever that, what does that mean? I think that's just a, a sort of a, a, a side-handed way of complimenting yourself. Okay. Or, or maybe what they're trying to say is be nice to yourself. Yeah, mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Kind of so, like that? Yeah, yeah, so you look into the mirror and... You know, I, I, I hate to admit this, I'm going to admit something about myself, which is going to embarrass me. I will often get up, do what I got to do, leave the house, get in the car head to where I'm going, and then realize I haven't even looked in the mirror. That happens. And I think, I better look in the mirror, just in case like there's a piece of you know chocolate fudge hanging off of my whiskers or something. <laughs> well, speaking of chocolate fudge, Ted. National Chocolate Wafer Day. <laughs> How'd you like that? That was good, eh? Yeah, you're the king of Segway. Uh, so you brought in a couple of boxes of wafers. I did. I brought a selection, as usual, because I don't want any complaints about, you know, Balducho. buying the cheap stuff. It does seem strange that if you go... Okay, first of all, I didn't even know what a chocolate wafer was. You What? No, what's a wafer? I don't understand what a wafer is. Why is a wafer different from a cookie? Anyway. Because it's got a... It's because of the, the topping on it. It's an actual wafer. So it gives you that crispness. There's crisp cookies. It's not a cookie. It's a wafer. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't want to spend too much time but talking... It's like saying, why isn't the shortbread not a cookie? Well, it, it is. It, it is, is a, a cookie. cookie. Right. So anyway, it just seemed weird to me that the only wafers I could find seemed to be European. Right? These are both European? I know that blue package is European for sure. Anyway, Ted's busy reading the ingredients. I'm trying to figure out where it's from. What does that say? Boda... What's that say? Boducho. No, I don't think that's what it says. That's Ted's pronunciation. Boducho. Okay. And what's the other one? B-A-U-D-U-C-C-O. Yeah, so there's, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm moving from the But it doesn't say where it's from. And then there's Loker, L-O-A-C-K-E-R. Mm. And these are the classics, and they look actually, they look like they're better. But whatever. Okay, yeah. so we brought it some. It doesn't say where it's from, it just says that it's imported by a Toronto company. Well. Imported from where, it doesn't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking it's Italy, because that's sort of the Italian sounding name. This one says product of Austria. Well, there you go. There you go. So there you go. I guess Canadians don't make uh, yeah. wafers for some reason. And if I'm wrong, listeners, please feel free to correct me. As usual, I don't have to remind the listeners to correct me if I'm wrong because it happens anyway. Yep. Yeah, we're shaking the uh, crumbs off of our papers Andy. here, so what you can hear. And we're going to take a break and come back and. No, no, no. We got one more. Uh... Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, of course. Don't forget. Yes, that. eat beans day. Eat. Beans Day. But see, I would have brought in like a canned beans. I know, and I thought about that too. And I was telling Kelly before we started the show today, I was thinking of like, you know, navy beans and those little beans. And I was going to bring in bean salad. And then I saw these, I don't even know what you call them, long beans. But they're beans. It's the extreme bean jar of pickled beans. And Very I'm popular in Bloody Caesars. Exactly. Now. Uh, Caesars and. Uh, not Bloody, Bloody Mary's and, and Caesar's. And Caesar's, yeah. yeah. So we got I got both the regular version, which you can hear me turning on the table, well, and the hot and spicy version of the extreme bean. Which one do you want to try first, Ted? Neither. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we might snack on them uh, throughout the show. But I doubt it. Having said that, okay, now we can go to our first break of the morning. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Glad you're here with us this morning. 
Joining us on AM740 Zoomer Radio, I'm Jason Lather with Ted Wallachin. We're going to come back and talk about probate stuff, but we are going to take our first break so you can top up your tea or coffee. We'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca well, it's time to slowly make our way down to Tom's place because it's too hot to run. 190 Baldwin, that's where you'll find them in the heart of Kensington Market. Tom Hollick has joined me. Well, summertime is with us. We're getting some heat. It's going to be up and down because it always is. But you must have some fabulous styles, breathable, lightweight, and very fashionable styles for the summertime. Teddy, just like what you said, piano, piano, lantamenta, lantamenta, the Italians know how to use this. Nice and easy does it all the time. Nice and slow. When you get into your summer clothing, you have to be in a special mood. Nice and easy does it all the time. The clothing has to be lighter, and we've been having some very, very warm weather lately, so you need light, light, light. Light shirts, short sleeve shirts, magnificent casual trousers that can be worn for dressier occasion or for casual. Depends on what you're going to put with it. We have many, many different online sport jackets that are made in Canada and that are also made in Italy. So please come in, take a look at our trousers, our shorts, our short sleeve shirts, and be ready to be nice and easy. Lantamente piano piano. I don't know my pronunciation is probably <laughs> off, but nice and easy. It doesn't matter about your pronunciation. Your clothes are great and the prices can't be. Tom's Place is located at 190 Baldwin. That, sir, is in the heart of Kensington Market. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Well, once again, good morning. Welcome back to the program. This is the Avoid Probate Show. And the information, the information provided in this program is for general consumption only, not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is, of course, different. And so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can contact Jason at info at avoidprobate.ca, info at avoidprobate.ca. Or toll-free, 1-844-667-7628. That's toll-free at 1-844-667-7628. Mr. Laidler. Thanks, Ted. And uh, hi, Mom. So, listen, uh, we talk every week on the Avoid Probate Show about the solution we provide to avoid what we call the probate nightmare. And by the way, kudos to uh, our guest last week. Hopefully the listeners heard last week's show with uh, Debbie Stanley, who you know helped us explain some of what the nightmare looks like in some detail. Regularly, I'm kind of throwing the banks under the bus because the banks really are the probate problem. I mean, without getting into the technical details, you don't have a probate problem unless somebody requests that you go through the probate process. And by far, the most common 
uh, I don't want to say person, the most common entity to make that request is the bank. Because most people have their money at the bank, and it's the bank who is worried about protecting their backsides, and the probate process protects the bank. Because when you pay your pound of flesh and go through the probate nightmare, jump through the hoops with the province and the court process and everything that's required, get your your certificate. Uh, Debbie Stanley referred to the certificate of a state trustee with or without a will. That's a technical term for it. And you, once you've finally got that 10 months later and uh, $20,000 plus later, mm-hmm. then you can take that back to the bank. And then finally, the bank will begin to work with you to settle the estate. And, and she made that point. The 10 months of waiting for the certificate, that's opening the door. That's not finishing the probate process. That's really just starting the probate process. So our solution here at avoidprobate.ca involves a transfer of investments from the bank over to an insurance company where the rules are different because the problem is at the bank, you cannot put a beneficiary on a non-registered account. That's not a RIF. That's not a TFSA. Those are examples of registered accounts and you can put a beneficiary on those accounts. And I have a mailbag story about that, a fresh hot off the presses mailbag story about that. I'll get to it later when we get to the mailbag. But in the meantime, I just have to share this one uh, story, uh, experience that I had with the bank recently, because it's a common experience for me, and I don't talk about it all the time. I know I've mentioned it before, how painful it is when we do this transfer. I mean, I tell the listeners all the time that we do the work. When we do the transfer of you know mom's half million dollars out of the bank over to an insurance company, we do the work. You have to use a licensed advisor. Some people say to me, well, I'll get my lawyer to do it. I'll get my accountant to do it. Nope, that's not going to happen. A, they can't. And B, they don't want to. You need a licensed insurance advisor to open up an account at an insurance company. I mean, it just makes sense. And when I say insurance, please don't think I'm talking about life insurance because I'm not. I'm not talking about life insurance. I'm talking about investment portfolios. And I say it all the time. The insurance companies today have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about the underlying investment sectors or the funds that are available to invest in, they also are able to provide guarantees that the banks can't provide. And I've talked about the 100% death benefit guarantee. I'm not going to get into it right now, but that's an example. 100% death benefit guarantee. If that sounds intriguing, because it, it should, you know, call us. It is a 100% guarantee, which really helps people sleep at night, especially during these volatile markets. I might talk about the market volatility before the show's over today. We don't often talk about rates of returns and things like that. I don't I don't like to be that guy because it's it's about more than the rate of return, especially when we're trying to avoid the probate. Probate is is the number one goal. Avoiding the probate is the number one goal. Okay, anyway, enough of a lead-in. I was doing my normal duties and calling a bank to follow up on the status of some transfer requests. So when you say, yeah, okay, Jason, I want to avoid probate on... Uh, whatever, the money that I've got invested at the bank. And I'm not talking about the checking account. You keep the checking account, you keep the credit cards, you keep the line of credit, you pay the hydro bill at the bank. You still do your day-to-day banking at the bank. But lots of people, lots and lots and lots of people have some money set aside at the bank for long-term or for beneficiaries, for inheritances, for the kids. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the money that I hate to see frozen because of the probate process. So that's what I'm talking about. So when we do the transfer of that of those monies from the bank over the insurance company, that's that's a paper trail. That's that's a transfer process that I take care of, and part of the taking care of that usually involves uh, following up 
and also as to the status, because the banks love, and I mean love, to reject transfer notices. And I've seen rejections for all kinds of ridiculous reasons. I've seen two almost identical forms, two forms, both stamped with something called the signature guarantee, and one was rejected because of the signature guarantee, and one was not. And I pointed out to the lady on the phone, it's the same stamp. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It is the same stamp. Okay, well, I don't know why they approved this one and not that one, but I'll make a note. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? And, in fact, last week, I think, um, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air, Debbie Stanley of um, EPT Canada was saying that she had <laughs> she had paperwork rejected because they didn't like where the, the place the comma was in. Yeah. I don't know if that was on the air or not, but she was telling us that there was a comma that was misplaced and uh, that caused a problem. It's so ridiculous. So I have to follow up because if the transfer forms are rejected for whatever reason, then I need to know. And I don't want to wait. I don't want to waste the client's time waiting for another month for the transfer to get completed if it was rejected four weeks ago. So it's just, you know, it's due diligence. We do the due diligence here. So I call the bank, I wait on hold, which seems like forever. I finally get a bank rep on the phone. I'd love to name the name of the bank, but Ted, it's not a good time of the year to get sued. No. So I will not name the name of the bank. And I always, I have the same opening comment. I've done it thousands of times. I can do it in my sleep. It's simply, hi, my name is Jason. I'm an advisor from a third-party institution. I have a transfer out form for you, and I'd just like to confirm the fax number I need to send it to, please. Yes, fax number. The banks still insist on faxes. They will not let us send email documents. We cannot email documents. We still have to fax them, which is unbelievable in this day and age. So this lady says to me, she, I mean, she didn't understand. I don't know why she didn't understand, but she did, for whatever reason, she says, you know, what form do you need? And I said, I don't need a form. I have the transfer form signed by your client, and I'm just looking for the fax number for the transfer department. And listeners might be thinking, well, Jason, how come you don't know what the transfer, uh, the fax number is, if, if you've been doing this for 25 plus years, which I have. And I'll tell you why. It's because the banks, depending on the type of the account, depending on where the money is and how it's invested, the banks actually have uh, multiple transfer departments. And I've learned this the hard way. I've I've sent it to this transfer department and, and they say, no, that's not us. We don't do that. We don't handle these uh, accounts. So, all right, now I've wasted a month. And they admonish me, well, why did you send it here? And I just tell them politely, well, this is the fax number I got when I called. I called specifically to ask for the correct fax number for this account number. And I always say to the the rep, I have the account number if that helps you, because I don't want you to give me the wrong transfer department. So I offer the account number. Sometimes they take it. Sometimes they don't. It depends on the bank. So anyway, she's confused. I don't understand why she's confused. I assume that she gets these calls like all day, every day. Okay, so carrying on, the bank rep asked me if I was an advisor of the bank, and that's common. They, I don't know why they get confused. They think I'm calling as an internal advisor, and I always say no. She says, are you calling as an advisor of, of this bank or of a different bank? And I said, neither, none of the above. Oh, my goodness. Now she was like totally confused. And... She said something about not being able to give me the phone number. If I'm not calling from the bank, I can't give you the uh, <laughs> the transfer fax number. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She says the client has to call. She said they only give the number out to the receiving institution. The client has to call to get the. 
A, for confidentiality. I said, I don't want to discuss anything about the client. I'm not breaching any confidentiality. I just want the fax number so I can send you this transfer out form. And uh, she goes, well, it has to, the receiving institution has to call. I said, I am the receiving institution. (laughs) So, again, more confusion. She says to me, well, you told me you're not at any bank. Um, well, I'm, I wasn't lying. I'm, I'm an independent financial advisor. I'm not at any bank. I'm certainly not at any bank. And I'm not at any financial institution either. But I know which financial institution was supposed to be receiving this transfer. So that's who I was representing in this case. So I said to her, can I only transfer? It was a TFSA, tax-free savings account in this case. So I said to her, can I only transfer the TFSA to another bank? And to my astonishment, she said, yes. And I was like, no way, really? I said, why can't I transfer it to Manulife? And I just picked Manulife at random because it's an insurance company. That's not the insurance company receiving this TFSA, by the way, but I just picked it because everyone's heard of Manulife. So I said, why can't I transfer it to Manulife? And then radio silence. And she said, finally, I can't answer that. To which I replied, okay, then can I please speak to someone who can? And she said, sure. She said, please hold for a minute while I get you a supervisor. Okay, hallelujah, I'm going to get a supervisor. So I'm on hold. Hopefully the supervisor will know the bank receives thousands of transfer out forms a day and that my request was a simple one. You know, the money's just going in circles. Zoomer listeners, the money's going in circles because you know as well as I do, you've had, most, most people will have had dealings with multiple banks over their lifetime and everyone has a bank they hate, the most, and so they move all the accounts because, you know, bank X sucks, so I'm going to bank Y, and everyone's, you know, everyone's opinion on that is different, and that's one of the reasons why I don't talk about market uh, returns. Anyway, I'm on hold, and I'm on hold, and I'm on hold, mm-hmm. and I'm on hold, and I thought, oh, I should, rec- I did not, I made the mistake of not recording the initial conversation with the bank rep who I spoke to initially, and I was kicking myself for that, so I thought, okay. It's not too late. I'm going to record the conversation with the supervisor just because I might need it for to share with the listeners on the Avoid Probate Show, which airs uh, Sunday mornings on Zoomer Radio, 8 till 9. And I thought, who knows how it's going to play out. So I thought, okay, I'm going to record this. So I set up my recorder. I'm ready to record. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, okay, the supervisors are busy, I guess. They're putting out fires left, right, and center. Click. And they hung up on me, Ted. After all that. I hate that. After all of that. Makes me crazy. They hung up on me. And I had a colleague with me in the room when I was doing I was a colleague who I'm training. And this colleague, he was witness to the whole thing, and he was just shaking his head, and I was shaking my head, and I'm like, holy moly, man, customer service, are you kidding me? And so I had to call back and wait again for somebody else to answer the phone. Real quick, we're going to come up to our next break. Um... So real quick, the story ends like this. I took my chances. I waited on hold again. I got somebody else. And to their credit, they said, I can't answer that question for you. I'm going to flip you over to the investment department. Okay, fine. Thank you. And as soon as I got flipped over, I waited I waited like 10 seconds to get flipped over. And the investment person, whatever department it was in, oh, yeah, the fax number is blah, 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 blah. Really? That's all I need? Yep, that's all you need. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, that's my life. That's my life. That's what we do. 
Zoomer listeners, when you're a client of avoidprobate.ca, we do the work. We sit on hold all day long following up on your transfers so that we can move the money from the bank to the insurance company and put a beneficiary on it so that you can avoid the probate nightmare. It's that simple. And if you're under the age of 85, it costs you nothing. Believe it or not, it doesn't cost you 10 cents. It's an amazing, simplistic solution that no one else is talking about, as it seems, which is also amazing to me, Ted. You know, we've talked about this before off the air. Yep. yep. But uh, anyway, you heard it here, and hopefully you'll continue to hear it here because hopefully you'll become a regular listener. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Don't touch that dial. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning money. Much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Walsh and, and Jason Laidler. Keep your calls and emails coming in. We are requesting for you to do so because it's a... Something that we'd like to do to help you out, Jason, for the most part. And also, too, every time you send in a question or a comment, it inevitably sparks something in one of our listeners that assists them or gets them thinking along lines, which then they turn into a question to us. So you can see it all. We all work as, as one happy family here when we do that. <laughs> well, it's true, though. Yes. So you can do that by going to avoid or it's emailing at least, info at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. And we also invite you to go to www.avoidprobate.ca, the website, 
There is a free probate calculator, which you can play with and get an idea of how much probate may be payable on your estate. So check that out and leave a comment, leave a question, and we'll get back to you on that. Jason. Ted, I'm sweating. On the commercial break, I uh, had to try that uh, hot and spicy version of the extreme bean. You foolish man, you. Wow. Foolish man. My uh, tongue's on fire. Pretty good. Hopefully, um, maybe I can get through the rest of the show this morning, even if I can't feel my tongue. By the way, I have one. They're really good, Ted. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry I don't have the Caesar to put it in uh, maybe later. Yeah. It is early. Okay. So let's talk about an article I found in my inbox called GIC Returns Won't Cover Inflation Anytime Soon. I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons. A, regular listeners will know I hate GICs. And this is just going to um, make me hate them more. But inflation is a hot uh, topic of conversation these days. I think I heard this morning uh, on the way into the studio that inflation is 7%. Yeah, that's what I hear, something like that, yeah. I mean, if it's not 7 it's close to 7 Well, I mean, it's and the thing is, you, know, you have to look at different mm-hmm. sectors, right? Like, the cost of milk has gone up, like, 15% or 20%. Gas has gone up 44%. Gas is stupid. Yeah, I, Exactly. But the the premier did say during the election that come July first. So right now we're going to be paying less less money. Uh, what did he say? Twelve cents, I think. Five cents taking five cents off a liter. Oh, why did I have twelve in my head? Okay, so I don't want to jump ahead to the mailbag right yet, but this GIC article is going to tie into a, a mailbag story that I've got because I recently met with a lovely lady who has GICs. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say anything about that until until later. Let me just jump into this um, article written by Greg McBach, McBach, M-E-C-K-B-A-C-H, credit to Greg for his article. It says, active management continues to be important with high inflation and relatively low interest rates, says an HSBC executive. So active management, what does that mean? That means you're using an advisor. That means you're not doing it yourself. That means you're not, well, it means you're not sitting in GICs. GICs are passive, right? The GIC, the GIC stands for Guaranteed Income Certificate. You put your 100 grand in a GIC, a Guaranteed Income Certificate, you put that in there for in exchange for some interest rate. It happens to be very low lately, but whatever. It's not tied to the market. Your capital is guaranteed, hence the G, Guaranteed Income Certificate. Well, I guess it guarantees the income. So you get the interest guaranteed, but your money's locked in, and I don't like that. We never lock in our clients' money at avoidprobate.ca. When, when you become a client of avoidprobate.ca, you, get, you probably get Jason as your advisor. Jason becomes the advisor on the new account. And I always say I never lock in clients' money. I don't agree with it. It doesn't make sense to me. And there's better options. I mean, who likes having their money locked in? I don't understand. So the, the article goes on to say the clients have been barely able to get any income on their savings through traditional banking. And this won't change anytime soon, says this HSBC official who was speaking to Advisor's Edge recently. Advisor's Edge, industry magazine, um, I get it all the time. The name speaks for itself, Advisor's Edge. It's, it's a great magazine. Rates will go up yet at this moment. And when they say rates will go up, we've all heard the interest rates in the States and in Canada. They've already creeped up a little bit. They're expected to creep up a little bit more. Yep. People are talking about it affecting housing, and there there's some concern that, well, housing uh, prices have already cooled to some extent, right? And there's some concern that they're, they're going to cool further if rates go up, because if, if you can't afford to pay your mortgage anymore, you've got a problem. Mm. 
So they're talking about those rates going up further, yet at this moment, a GIC or term deposit will not pay inflation. And he says, I would not expect GICs in the short term to pay for inflation. And that's why I would continue to say that managing your portfolio continues to be very important. And that's what we do, because I do not want to buy a GIC for a client. I want to explain to the client there are better options. And if you're under the age of 85, I mentioned this in the first segment, you have the option of the 100% death benefit guarantee. And that, to me, is almost like a GIC substitute. If the money is 100% guaranteed, even if it's invested, it's kind of like the same thing as a GIC. It's guaranteed. Um, that's what I explain to clients when we have our, our consultations. We get calls all the time asking for consultations. People ask me, what does it cost? I'll remind the listeners the consultation has no cost. It's a no-charge consultation, and we will come to you. We go all over the province. I've been all over the province lately. I'm, I'm worn a little bit from uh, traveling back and forth. I'll be in St. Catherine soon. I mentioned Dundas. I can't think. I mentioned Barrie. Can't think of some of the other places. Paul Grave, yeah, yeah, uh, Bolton. Actually, I think it must be close to Bolton. So we're going to be in Bolton soon. Okay, continue. So, so don't hesitate to call us. By the way, that's my point. Is don't worry about where you are. We will come to you, and that really is the best way to do it. We do have an office. The office is in North York. People ask me all the time, "Where's the office?" Okay, there is an office in North York, Consumers Road and um, Victoria Park. I had to think about that for a second. Consumers Road in Victoria Park, if you're familiar with the GTA, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I hardly ever go there, and it's uh, drab and boring, and I don't. I prefer not to meet clients. I'd rather meet at your house, Ted, because that's where your stuff is. And if I say, you know, can you show me uh, the tax return for last year, or can you show me the statement from year-end, December 21, you know, you've got that stuff in your home. Can you show me a piece of ID, you know, that, that's valid, that's government ID with a photo on it? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just more comfortable most of the time to meet at your place, and I'm happy to do that regardless of where it is. So that's important. We, we will travel. And, again, there's no charge for that consultation. So this executive uh, carrying on with this article is saying that uh, during an exclusive briefing at HSBC's Toronto office, Advisors Edge asked him whether real returns from GICs will still continue to be low or negative Emphasis on the negative. How can a GIC return be negative? I'm going to explain that in the mailbag. I would expect rates to continue to go up. We all know the Fed will continue to hike rates in the short term. In the next 12 months, I would say most of the central banks will be following that strategy. The U.S. Federal Reserve intensified its drive to tame high inflation by raising its key interest rate by three quarters of a point last week. Its largest hike in nearly three decades. Three decades. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. We've had like crazy, uh, crazy low period of interest rates. You know, I've I've had a mortgage with a two-digit interest rate. I don't know about you, Ted, mm-hmm. but my my former in-laws used to tell us that the whole time they had a mortgage, well, I don't know, it was 20, 25 years, 30 years, whatever it was, the whole time they had a mortgage, they never had a single-digit interest rate. So it was always 10 plus. When I, sorry, when I said two digits, I meant like 2.3. <laughs> Those are my two digits. I, should, I said that wrong. I had a single digit uh, interest rate, as, as does everyone today. And, and for the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years, 20 years, I guess, it's been low. Well, you can get four point something, three point something. No, but I mean, yeah, right. So on this side of the decimal point. I think point, when you're, you're, what your in-laws were saying, 
double digits. They meant like 10%. Right. I agree. That's what I said. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. And we talk, we, we hear stories from uh, listeners and clients who talk about when they had GICs that were paying decent interest rates, they were paying, you know, 18%. We bought our first house and the interest rate was, and it was a, the interest rate, the growing interest rate was 18%. But we bought it from um, a family who were going to keep the mortgage, so it was a vendor take back. Yep, I know what that is. And they gave it to us for 15 and a half, and <laughs> we were thrilled. You were thrilled. To save two and a half or th- almost three points. Yeah, I get it. It adds up. I know that. I mean, it was you say it was, it was insane. Well, it is, and, and I've never seen that, and I don't think we're going to see that again. Well, I mean, if it happened again today, I mean, oh, you'd, you'd just see tumbleweed. Tumbleweed would yeah. be flying down the road because people are carrying four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar mortgages. Right, and that happened a few years ago with uh, the, the the dodgy mortgage thing in the states, and people apparently were walking into the bank and just dropping the house keys off on the counter and saying, "Here you go, cheers." Yep, because they just couldn't afford it, and it was not worth it. There, uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get there. I just want to finish this article before we get to our, uh, another break. I'm almost done here. Active management has been important over the past few decades and will continue to be, says this executive. And I am a proponent of that, of course. I'm biased. I'm an active manager. I'm, I'm not recommending GICs. I'm the guy who's going to create a portfolio for you that you're comfortable with. And I say it all the time. You know, the portfolio is not locked in. We don't lock in the money and we don't lock in the investment mixture. It's, it's a moving target. And having said that, we don't make changes for the sake of making changes because I think that's silly, and I know a lot of advisors do that. It's a, it's a posturing maneuver. I don't do that. If it's working, I don't touch it. You know, if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And creating the portfolio is the easy part. It, the, I, I can't emphasize that enough. It, it's not about the underlying investments, really. It's about the big picture. Is it going to be probated? You know, is is it going to be taxed? How's it going to be taxed? Who's paying? Who's dealing? Who's the executor? That stuff. Those are the the big questions that really need to be answered first and foremost. He goes on to say there was a trend for at least the last twenty to twenty five years that's really incented customers to become much more involved in how much they manage their own wealth, and that trend was extremely low or even negative interest rates. Customers could barely get any returns from their banking deposits, their traditional savings products. So they had to find alternatives if they wanted to get some income from their savings. Last comment, and this is the one I've circled because this is the juicy one, in my opinion. This executive points out that rates are still considered low today, of course. I mean, historically, to your point, about 15.5% or whatever. I mean, even if it's gone up three quarters of a point, I don't know. What, what is it? It's two and a half. The mortgage today is two and a half, three, yeah, it, yeah, it four. Depends. Yeah. It's almost like free money. And that's, you know, that just made me think now, I get the question all the time, should I make a, should I pay off my mortgage or make an RSP contribution? And normally that's really easy for me to answer because if the mortgage rate is two or three or 4%, and if I can get six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10% rate of return on the investment, okay, anybody can do that math. The mortgage is like free money. Who cares? Some people just don't like having the debt attached to their name. Yeah, exactly. So for some people, it's more of a philosophical Well, for problem. some people, it's, it's, it's also too just, it's easier to do do your bookkeeping, right? Where you look and say, okay, what are my, my monthly bills? Their hydro, their um, insurance, their taxes, their um, water, sewage, yeah. and mortgage. Oh, let's erase mortgage. 
which is generally your, I get your highest bill. I get it. But, you know, they always say pay off your credit cards first. Why? Because it's 22% interest. Yeah. Right. So the same math, the same logic works with the question I just posed about a, mortgage, a balloon payment on the mortgage or an extra RSP. A, when you make the RSP contribution, assuming you're under the age of 71 or you cannot make an RSP contribution if you're over the age of 71, you're saving tax for one thing. And B, like I said, if I'm going to get you six, seven, eight percent, it's double what you're paying on your mortgage. So in terms of just a simple math calculation, to me, it's a simple question. I don't care about the debt. There is good debt, right? We all know not all debt is bad. There is bad debt for sure, but there's good debt as well. Okay. So this last sentence that I want to share before we get to the break the executive points out that rates are still considered low today compared with their average over the past 50 years, 5-0. And so the incentives to look beyond banking products remain. The incentives to look beyond banking products remain. That's where we as financial professionals come in with trusted advice. What are we doing here on the Avoid Probate Show when we're helping people avoid the, the probate nightmare? We're doing it by looking beyond banking products because, again, the bank cannot let you put a beneficiary on your non-registered account, and we can do that at the insurance company, and it's that simple. That avoids the probate, and I've said it many times, it is the best-kept secret in the country because the bank's not going to tell you to move your money. They're just going to say, that's okay, Jason, just uh, add your um, adult child onto the account. Make a joint, and that will avoid the probate, which is true, but, again, Making a joint is not necessarily a good idea. We've talked about that, and we'll talk about it again on another show. But right now, we are going to take one more break, and we'll be back right after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Hey, I'm Ted Wallace. With me is Jason Laidler, and this, of course, is the Avoid Probate Show. Thank you for joining us, and we invite you to join us on our website, avoidprobate.ca. And there you'll find a free probate calculator, which I was telling you about earlier. But you'll also find a little button that says, Listen to the Show. And what this does is it gives you an opportunity to access past broadcasts. And you can look them up and see exactly what they are about. And you go up, that's what I want to look into, Bear Trust. I want to talk about that. I want to find out about this. I want to find out about that. I like that guest. I want to hear that one again. Or I missed that week because I was on vacation. It's all there for you. And you can go back in now more than one year's worth of broadcasts available for you simply by going on to www.avoidprobate.com. Dot C-A. Jace. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you mentioned Bear Trust, Ted, because we actually hadn't, I don't think we mentioned it today, and normally it gets mentioned uh, every week. Uh, it is a way to avoid the probate on your property. When I say property, with regard to the Bear Trust, I'm talking about real estate, your house, your cottage, both, 
Uh, we are going to do, uh, we're going to dive deep and have a show. I think we'll bring a lawyer in to help us explain in detail how the Bear Trust works. There's new legislation uh, pending with regard to reporting on the Bear Trust. And I was going to talk about that as well, but we ran out of time today, so we'll save that. But there is new legislation and new reporting requirements specifically with regard to the Bear Trust. And that's because Big Brother is watching, right? All right, let's talk about the. I got a quick mailbag story here. I think I mentioned I was in Barrie not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. We're looking through her stuff. She wants to avoid probate. She's got some kids. Um, she sold a condo recently. So there's cash sitting around. Unfortunately, it is in GICs at the moment. The good news is the GICs are maturing later this year. So that it wasn't like a five year GIC. I guess it was a one-year GIC. Want to guess, by the way, at the uh, rate of return, the guaranteed interest rate this lady's getting on her GIC? Do you want to guess? Half a percent. You got it. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Half a percent. And <laughs> and with respect, listeners, with respect, I get it. She says to me, well, I don't. I really don't like losing money. I mean, who does, for one thing? Okay, don't show me somebody who likes losing money. <laughs> but I hear that all the time. And I said, well, you are losing money. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you're losing purchasing power. Inflation, we just talked about it. If inflation's 7% and you're earning half of one point, you're going backwards, right? You are. That is called purchasing power, and you might as well be losing money because if the loaf of bread costs an extra buck and you've only made um, 10 cents, that's a 10 Yeah, that's about right. That's, that's not a bad analogy. You've only made 10 cents, the loaf went up a buck. Good luck with that. Yeah. How many, you know, how long can you keep up? How long can you continue to afford bread if you're only growing your income 10 cents on the dollar? So, okay, where am I going with this? There's a couple, I'm going in a couple places. I got to watch my time. We all know markets are down, global markets are down. There's lots of reasons for that. I'm not going to... uh, explain or or predict or try to explain why the markets are down there's stuff going on globally that have brought markets down they've been they were, they were on a tear for like 10 years so if you've been invested for 10 years plus you really don't have to worry about it cuz you made so much money in the last 10 years this is a this is one step backwards you know one step backwards three steps forward kind of thing and yes, I am getting calls, uh, the occasional call from a client who's concerned about the market volatility. Okay, I remind them, that's don't worry, you have the 100% death benefit guarantee. Oh yeah, that's true, okay. But I have to die to get it. Well, that's true. But do you need the money today? The money that's down 20%, do you need it today? Well, no. Well, okay, don't worry about it. So this lady in Barrie, I was explaining that this is a great opportunity because she just sold the condo, and so the money from the condo sale is cash. It's like it's like cash. It's in a GIC, but she can invest this money. It has not been in the market yet. So I was explaining, okay, well, if the market's down thirty percent year to date, which is not, which is accurate, that's not an exaggeration. Then um, maybe this is a good time to put the money into the market. And to which she said, well, what if it goes down lower? I said, what if it does? Okay. I mean, you can't expect, you can't only profit from the markets if you only buy on the lowest day. You know what I mean, like, who buys on the lowest day? I mean, some people do just by by luck, by chance. But the fact is, it's off thirty percent. So clearly, it's it's on sale. It's it's discounted. 
So I kind of tried to explain that to her, and, and I think she understood to some extent. The other thing I want to talk about, though, in this meeting was when she was saying, so you, so, you sold the condo, and so the money that from the, from the sale of the condo, the proceeds are in the bank. And I said, so there's no, there's no beneficiary on that, on that account, on that money. She says, yeah, there is. I said, who's the beneficiary? She goes, my girls. I said, no, no, they're not. She goes, yeah, they are. I said, no, they're not. Because remember, listeners, you cannot, okay, you sell, you sell a property for whatever, I mean, some substantial amount of money. You can't register it. This lady was older than 71, so it's not like she can make an RSP contribution. Yes, she can make a TFSA contribution. The max TFSA contribution is um, 81000 bucks, I think, if you've never put a dollar in, in 2022. So... She, obviously, she sold the condo for more than $80,000. $80, so there's a bunch of non-registered money there that she can't register, and therefore, at the bank, it can't have a beneficiary on it. And that's what was, she said, well, I signed a paper at the bank saying that my girls were going to be beneficiaries. I said, show it to me. And guess what? She showed it to me. She shows me this paper that names her girls as beneficiaries. It was dated 2014, Okay, this was a 2022 uh, consultation. So I said, I don't know what this is referring to. I don't know which account it's referring to, but I don't think it's, I'm, I'm telling you, there's no way there's a beneficiary on this money. And then we were looking, I said, maybe it was for a different account. So we looked at this, the RIF statement. The RIF is the RSP. After age 71, the RSP becomes a RIF. Most of the time, she has a RIF. I looked at the RIF statement. Guess who the beneficiary is on the RIF statement? Go ahead, go ahead, guess. Go ahead. Her daughters. Her daughters. Yeah, you'd think so. Nope. It says right on the RIF statement, pay to the estate. So even when she could have a beneficiary on an account at the bank, the registered account, which was the RIF, she still did not have a beneficiary on the RIF. And I see this all the time. So the point is you can't assume that there's a beneficiary on the registered account just because there can be. Yes, yes, you can have a you can have a beneficiary in the registered account. Doesn't mean there is one. So I said that's on the bank. Go to the bank, ask the lady what's going on, and uh, see what she says. So I'll leave it at that for now because we got to cover off a couple more things before we call it a day today. Ted, over to you, Ted. Over to me, Ted. Yeah. This week on my podcast, which you can find on uh, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and virtually every, anywhere where you find your podcast. We're going to be speaking with the, the CEO of a company called BetSmart. His name is Rob Pizzola. Now, BetSmart is, is it's kind of like the Travago of wagering, sports wagering. For those of you who are not familiar with this, and, and you may not be a wagerer, but chances are you know somebody that, that bets, bets on sports. It's become such a big business. In April, Ontario became the first province in Ontario where you could make a single, uh, single game bet. Prior to that, you could go to your convenience store and you can buy um, through the OLG. They have parlays, which means you can pick three, have to pick three teams or three games to bet on, and all three of them have to win. But now you can do just single bets. They're talking the money that's going to be spent in this country once everybody gets on board is going to be like $80 billion a year. It's just ridiculous. I'm sorry, maybe $30 billion. The numbers, they don't mean anything to me. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's just, it's exploding. But what they do is they don't collect bets. What they do is they say, okay, here you go. The games today, you've got Green Bay playing Chicago, and Green Bay is favored by three points. But if you go to this betting site, Green Bay is favored by only one point. 
And this betting, they're favored by four points. So you look and you say which way you want to bet. Do you like Green Bay or not Green Bay? Who gives you the better odds? Because it's not all the same. Just because your newspaper says yeah. Green Bay's favored by yeah. three, the betting houses all have different odds in many cases. And there are cases where you could actually bet for and against the team and win both cases. Wow. Well, that's not something I'm familiar with. Uh, I'm not. I'm not anti betting. I love. I've been to Vegas. I love Vegas. And uh, in the UK, those uh, you know betting houses are very common. They call them. Well, they used to call them you know, turf accountants. Have you heard that term? Turf. Turf, turf accountants. Turf accountants. Yeah. It sounds better than um, bookie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it does. Sounds better than bookie. But anyway, this, it's quite fascinating. And and he's a, he's. I thought it was going to be like a cheerleader saying, "Oh, you got to got to go get out there and get into this. Get into this." He's offering up caveats left, right, and center. Listen, be careful. I almost lost my entire fortune as a young man. Be very careful. There are ways of doing this mm, intelligent. For sure, for sure. You know? Well, I love your podcast, Ted. I'm a regular listener. I, I was telling you I love that one with Mr. O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly. It was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was so fascinating. But uh, He's great. He's yeah. great. And I listen regularly, so thank you for... The podcast update, uh, Ted Walsh's podcast, you can find it wherever you find your podcast. That was me crunching on um, Extreme Bean number three. I can't feel my tongue at all anymore. So I'm going to try and just wrap up the show. Yeah. Uh, Thanks very much to uh, Kelly for rocking it. We are in a different studio, and Kelly's, like, uh, making it work. So she's amazing for making it work and getting us through the day this morning, through the show, in uh, foreign territory, so to speak. Thanks to Ted Walton for his decades of radio excellence. Thanks to you listeners for joining us this morning. Hopefully you'll join us again on a regular basis here on AM 740, 8 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning for the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler. Ted, next week we'll do the same thing. Look forward to it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.